and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the records that is post-apocalyptia. We are a post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince. I'm also here with your ironclad host, Declan. How have you been? What's new? I have been good. I'm having a fantastic day. That's good. That's good. Like, it was slightly springy today. Like, um, the weather wasn't terrible. And, oh. like, it was one of those days where, like, you're walking and it's, like, a little bit cold, but the sun is, like, warming you up. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were birds out. Like, I was walking to class this morning and I heard, like, the birds singing. It was very surreal and, like, Disney, like, princessy. Did you have tea? Um, I didn't, but I did go to, uh, to the local Starbucks and I, actually, I did have tea. That's why. I ended up having hibiscus tea later hibiscus. in the day. Hibiscus? Yeah, I love you, floral tea, How do you tea, spell dude. hibiscus? H-Y-B-I-S. Okay. Are you just, uh, are you just, um. Trying to shit on your parade? Yeah, a little bit. No, no, no. I just didn't, I didn't really think you were going to try to spell hibiscus. I don't know how to spell hibiscus, but like I know how to, that it's a flower and that it's, there's an Asian Y and then it goes into oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, basically. How's That's your how day going? Works. You know. It's cold. I took a nap when I didn't want to. Oh, is it still cold back at home? Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, it's not, it's better than it was. Yeah. But. It's not negative ass cheeks. <laughs> when did ass cheeks become a bad thing? I, I I don't think ass cheeks are a bad thing. No, like if you're like, man, today was it today was just fucking cheeks. Like that's a bad thing. See, I would say booty cheeks. Yeah, but like if you were like, man, I just got some some cheeks, like that's a good thing, but like, man, today was cheeks. Like fucking language is phenomenal. Language is phenomenal. I think it's so interesting. You wanna get into this lore? Yes, please, please. Alright, hold on. Alright, so the lore for this week is we find we're finally doing it. We're jumping straight on in to the Brotherhood of Steel. Hell yeah. This is like one of our most requested pieces of lore because the Brotherhood has it's so expansive in its content. So I am just gonna jump right into it. I'm just gonna tell you about the Brotherhood. Are you ready? I'm ready. You buckled in? I'm buckled in, I'm strapped down. Alright, the Brotherhood of Steel is a quasi-religious technological military order operating across the ruins of post-war North America with its roots stemming from the U.S. Armed Forces and the government-sponsored scientific community from before the Great War. Ain't that a mouthful. Yeah. Actually, you said you're having a good day, right? Yeah, I'm having a great day. Hold on, before we jump into this, let me... Can I tell you a joke? Yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there's this guy, right? We'll get right back into it. There's this guy. His name is Tim, right? And uh, Tim's – there's really no, like, good way to put it. Tim's just a fucking loser. Tim, uh, he works, like, the same job he's been at for the past four years in the same fucking position. And he's just, like – he, he, like, wakes up to, to go to work and go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he's waking up every day, going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. And, like, he, he moved. He moved to uh, right outside of Seattle thinking that, like, oh, if I move, it'll change everything. Because he wasn't happy with where he was and he didn't like where he was and he wasn't particularly happy with the way his life was going. So he goes, fuck it. I'm going to save up my money. And I'm going to move. And it didn't really work. He's working at a shitty place and he's making shit money and he's 
saving up a little bit, but I mean, it's not like he has friends here. And well, um, it's not entirely the reason why he, he also left because there was someone that he was getting very much involved with and it was someone that he, he, he grew very, very close to. And he just, he, it was, you ever have those people in your life where you just think all oh, these people are going to be around forever. Yeah. And I then, absolutely feel that. Like something happens and then like, you're just not around them anymore. And part of you is still like, well, I'm ready to forgive and forget. But the other person doesn't seem like they're on the same page. Yeah, you know that's like, I've definitely had an experience like that in my life. Tim found found this girl that just made him happy. Like, there's no other way to put it. He would see her and he would light up and the day got a little bit better. And it's kind of like the first time you put tea into, or uh, honey into tea. And you're like, holy shit, this existed? Oh, it's so fucking good, dude. Yeah, like, and you don't need to put anything else in. No, no almond milk, just no sugar, just... Just honey. Like, it was something that was so... And everything about her was perfect. The way her hair cascaded down her shoulders. The way that she would walk into the room and kind of light it up. And his favorite part is how she would close her eyes and shake her head as she said that she loved you. But she never said that to Tim. She, Tim always saw it from from another area, from another place. And he got very much involved with this girl and eventually he got to the point where he was like, I can't take this anymore. I can't deal with trying to be somebody's friend and trying to be around somebody when I obviously everything that I'm feeling is no longer being reciprocated. And as much as they say that they are, you both know that they're not. So Tim decides he's going to move to a town right outside of Seattle and he's waking up, going to work, going to bed, waking up, going to work, go to bed, wake up, go to work, go to bed, wake up, go to work, go to bed, nonstop, right? Right. One day, it's like a Tuesday or a Thursday, he comes home and he sits down on his couch and when he sits down, he, uh, uh, he get. Oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's a, it's a Thursday, he had the day off, he, he just leaves his room, he has nothing to do, he turns on his PlayStation, he goes, well, I'm gonna fucking sit in front of this for a few hours and see where life takes me. And all of a sudden, it's like 9, 10 o'clock, maybe 11, he hears a little mail shoot open up for, uh, his apartment and letters, like the mail comes in, right? And as the mail comes just, in... Just the mail? Like, just the mail. Yeah. You want to sing the mail time song from Blue's Clues? Um, if, if I must. I mean, you don't have to. It's just a question. Just uh, a question. The answer to the question is, no thank you, but maybe next time. Okay. Um, so, he's flipping through and he's like, oh, bills, 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 Victoria's Secret Magazine, bills, bills, bills. Ooh, what's this one? And it's this... It's like, what... Is, is that color Manila? Like that... Like, like the, like that really like like the flat like shipping envelopes. Yeah, it's not brown, but it's not tan. It's like a little yellowish. Yeah, yeah. It's like very classy. Like I've got business that needs to be sent in not a regular envelope. It needs <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of cush. Yeah, a little bit of cu- little cushy envelope. He 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 gets one of those, but it's it's like it's like a regular ass envelope, right? And it's sealed with. A red wax seal that's got a big C on it. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And he opens the letter and he takes it out and it's written, it, like handwritten. It's handwritten in calligraphy. Like beautiful calligraphy, right? Like professional grade calligraphy. Like somebody who went to school and studied language and studied like handwriting and wrote beautiful calligraphy. 
And he opens it up, and it's like, I regret to inform you, this and that. Your great-great-uncle Felice has passed away. And he's like, my uncle Felice? He goes, I didn't even know I had an uncle named... I didn't even know I had an uncle. What kind of name is Felice? It's Italian. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard that name before. Really? Yeah. So he's going, what the fuck? Who is this man? I don't know who this person is. But it says that there's going to be a funeral and there's going to be a will reading. And he's just like, well, fuck it. I might as well go if this was someone who thinks that I'm his family. You know what I mean? Like, he obviously thought enough about me to send me a letter. No? I mean, I guess. Especially so, if it's all fancy and shit. Yeah, no. Like, it, it's it's big fancy. And he's just kind of looking at it and going, well, all right, well, when is it? It's Thursday. It's next Thursday. All right, I can fucking... I can do that. I'll just take off another Thursday like I did today. I wound up having it off. I'll just schedule, see if I can get this one off. So remember how I said Tim was a loser? Yeah. Tim has been driving the same fucking 1992 powder blue uh, Toyota Corolla that like he does. He's such a fucking loser that like his one tire is still a donut. Like it, the one bro, the one popped on him, and he just was like, "Fuck it, I'm not getting new tires. I'm just gonna ride the donut." You're only supposed to ride the thing for like 50 miles. Yeah, that's so fucked. Wasn't that fuck up his alignment? Probably, but Tim doesn't give a fuck. He's a fucking. He's waking up to go to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he he gets all dressed up and he puts together his fucking thrifted suit that he has, and he goes to the reading. He goes to the funeral and he gets into the funeral parlor and he walks in and he's the only person there. Like it's it's the funeral director, a priest. So he goes to this, uh, he goes to this funeral, this, this viewing of the body. And like I said, there's nobody there and he's just kind of walking around like when the fuck are people showing up? And he starts talking to the priest and the priest is like, Oh, Tim, your uncle Felice, he's been talking. Uh, he was talking about you when, before he was going to die. And he, so he was so excited that like he was going to give, he was, he was going to, um, he was going to kind of pass on his legacy and Tim's just like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's just, he doesn't want to be rude. And he just says to the funeral director, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, well, you know, those summers in Rangoon, like, it's just, it is what it is. And, and no one shows up. It's like, he stays the whole, like, four hour procession. He gets, uh, in, into the, the, what is it called? The cavalcade? No. What's it called? Uh, you I know when you no see a bunch idea. of cars driving? The motorcade. Procession? The motorcade. Motorcade. He he jumps in the motorcade, he jumps in, in the, the, the limousine, he was, like, given access to the shit, and they bury him, and he's just like, what the fuck? I'm the only person here. Did nobody give a shit about my Uncle Felice? They did, and, and, and he's just like, okay, uh, I guess I'm gonna go, once they put him in the ground, and then the, the funeral director grabs him and is like, hey, Tim, uh, the reading of the will is gonna be uh, this Saturday... Can can you make it? And he's like, look, I I I guess I had to switch my my Saturday and my Thursday. How is it? Like, I don't want to be a dick, but is it super important? He's like, I think it would be. Uh, your uncle Felice talked an awful lot about you before he passed away, and he's like, fucking all right, um, fine, I'll switch my days around. And he goes to work at this shitty place and the manager who's like fucking three years younger than him and like is always throwing that at him is like, he's like, look dude, my, my uncle Felice died. I gotta, 
I got to like I need someone to cover my Saturday and he's like, "Well, I saw that was going to be the last time you were switching days." And he's like, "Look, dude, I don't fucking don't put oh, this on me." He sounds like such a dick. He's like, "Don't put this on me, dude. My uncle's dead. He wants me to fucking go to the thing. Like, don't make me the asshole." You know what I mean? So he knows that the guy's going to give it to him and he winds up giving it to him. The whole thing is he's got to put up a whole fucking fight about it. And Saturday eventually rolls around and he goes to the reading of the will and he gets there and again, nobody's there. And he's like, what the fuck? Did this guy not have kids? Like, did he not have like, like, where is anybody? He goes, I don't even know if this is my mom's brother, or my dad's brother, but it's my uncle. You know what I mean? It's like one of those, like, you don't know who they belong to. You ever go to like a family function? You're like, who the fuck does this guy belong to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and he puts on the video and he hit click and like, Tim's a white dude, if you can't tell by his name. Oh, he sounds very white. And and his uncle Felice comes on the TV screen and it's like a like a video will. And Felice is like a very overweight Asian man. And he's like he's like, Oh Tim, I'm so happy you could pass on I could pass on my legacy to you. And he's sitting there going, like, this guy, I think he has the wrong Tim. And then he says like Tim's full name and his birth date, and he's like, What the fuck? Holy shit. He really has me like this. He really thinks I'm the guy. He's like, whatever, fuck it. I'm going to go with it. And the video ends and, and the skinny of it is by the time the video is over, his, his uncle Felice tells him that he's passing down to him a zoo. A zoo. A like zoo. An animal penitentiary. <laughs> like a zoo ass zoo. So he's like, oh, I get a zoo. Cool. I guess. And he's also going to be given a million dollars. So Tim's like, okay, cool. I'll sell the zoo. I'll get yeah, a lot more zoo. money. And then I have a million dollars. And as he's reading through the contract after the video will is being played, it says that he takes the mil, if he takes the million, he has to either use it, uh, to, he either has to use it to make the zoo better or get the zoo started in some way. You know what I mean? And then he can have access to the money. He can't just take the money and run. You follow? Okay. 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 So it's a Saturday. Okay. Tim took off of work and he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go check out the zoo. He signs the deed. They fucking do the transfer. He pays the fee and everything. And he, there he is. He's sitting there as, as an, a Tim, the zoo owner. Tim, the zoo owner. 24 hours ago, this guy was working at a shitty job where he had to ask his manager. That's three years younger than him. That always throws it in his face. If he could take, if he could switch days with somebody else so he can go to his uncle Felicia's funeral. And now he's a zoo owner and a millionaire and a potential millionaire. So he gets in his, he gets in his shitty 1992 powder blue, uh, Toyota Corolla with the donut wheel. Right. And he drives over to where the zoo is and he's like, ah, oh, well, fuck it. I'll check it out. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that can happen? I'll check it out. Yeah. And he goes there and he's looking around this place and it's absolutely disgusting. It's completely decimated. It is just it like is, a complete shithole. It's a shithole. There's garbage everywhere. There's shit like like plants and shit growing out of other shit. There's just a whole gang of shit that should not be there. That is just constantly ooh, bump the mic. That is just it's 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 gonna take a lot of work. So what Tim starts doing is he's going to work and he's he's driving from work to the zoo and he's working on the zoo and he's hiring people and he's going back and forth and and after he kind of gets the zoo to a point where it's it's sustainable, he's realizing that he's wasting money on rent and he's wasting money on uh, 
He's wasting money on rent. He's wasting money on gas going back and forth. So he, he says, you know what? I'm just going to move out of my apartment. I'm going to live here in the zoo. So he's living in the zoo. And as he's living there, he's going to work from there. And there's like a like a employee shower thing. Because, I mean, it's a zoo. What if you get dirty? You got to get, you, gotta, you know what I mean? Like he's fucking showering there, brushing his teeth in the shower to save a little time. And he's, he's going back and forth from working there. And then it's he spends about 500000 So he spends half of the million trying to get the zoo up and running. And it's a week before they open, right? Okay. And he's So he walking- spends half a million – Restoring the place. He spends half a million restoring the place. And he was kind of dipping into his own funds because, like I said, he wasn't living at the the apartment anymore. Okay. You following me? Yeah, I'm following. But he's still going to work and he's kind of doing this in his off time. And and, uh, it's it's a week before the zoo opens. And it's, it's late one night and he's just walking up and down. He's going, wow, holy shit. I really fucking made something out of this place. Only a few months ago, this place was disgusting. Like, it was, there was garbage everywhere. There was homeless living here. Like, I really fucking did something. Like, look at me. Like, he, for the first time in his life, he actually kind of feels a little proud of himself. And, hell yeah. And as he's walking about, he goes, Oh my God. Oh shit. I totally forgot to put animals in the zoo. So Tim freaking out, yeah. Tim freaking out that he forgot to get animals for the zoo. Jumps in his shitty 1992 Toyota Corolla uh, with the donut wheel. Drives over to a Starbucks. Did you know that a, that Starbucks uh, leaves their Wi-Fi on all the time? Oh yeah, it's like part of their policy. Yeah. So what he's doing is he's driving out to Starbucks, and he's uh, at, at night when he gets home from work every night, and he's like he's on Craigslist and he's looking up. Animals for zoo need help. Please help me, please. And he's looking shit up and two nights go by and he's not getting any leads and his car's starting to fucking heat up and he, he's not leaving it running. But when you sit in a car for so long and you're fucking sitting in your own sweat and farts, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's just unpleasant. And and he, one night he goes there after about two nights of, of sitting there and he's there and, his, and, he, and he keeps taking his – 1992 baby blue Toyota Corolla with a donut wheel keeps going back and forth and he's sitting there and he's checking on he's checking all over on uh, on Amazon he's checking eBay he's checking Craigslist he's checking Backpage he's checking 4chan he's checking anywhere where he can get any sort of interaction with people Reddit and he's just trying to find if he can get some animals for the cheap you know so he's he's he eventually comes across that the state of Washington wants to get rid of i'm sorry can i can i go pee real quick yeah, yeah go ahead i'm sorry i don't i don't know if this is fucking give me like two seconds i gotta make a massive pee yeah
What's up? No, 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 I just, I, I had to pee real quick. No, it's, it's a lot less. I mean, there's still blood, but it's not as much. I'm not, no, it's fine. I'm not going to see a doctor. I don't have the money to see a doctor. It's a little blood in my piss. It's fine. It'll be gone in two, three days. All right? Yeah, good night. Hello? Hello? Hey, sorry about that. So he's sitting in his car full of farts. Sorry? So he's sitting in his car full of farts. Yeah, he's sitting in the car and he's and he's right outside of Starbucks and he's sitting there and he's clickety clackety clickety clacking away, right? And something you ever you ever just work on something on the computer for so long where you just kind of look up, like because you're just like I need a break from looking at the screen. Yes. Oh my God, I've been there. So he's just like I just fucking and he looks up and he and he thinks he sees the silhouette of someone going by, right? And, uh, of like someone he recognizes and he's just kind of like, nah, I don't know anybody here. And he goes back to his computer and he's typing and typing and typing and typing. And eventually he sees that the state of, of Washington wants to get rid of, uh, these lions. They need somewhere to put these lions. Like get rid of, like, not like fucking. I held up a gun for people that can't see me. What? I held up a gun for anyone that can't see me. <laughs> yeah, like he's not just going to be like, like old yeller to these fucking lions. <laughs> so uh, he's he's just like whatever. He, he emails the guy. He's like, look, man, here's my zoo. This is my address. At any time, just fucking come by. I, I'll take the lions, whatever it is. I've got a little money stored up. Just come by. I, I'll take them off your hands. If the state of Seattle, if the st- state of Seattle, the state of Washington wants to get rid of them, I will be more than happy to take them. So the next day he gets a call from this guy and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm going to drop off those lions. Is, is this address correct? He's like, yeah, man, come on by. Just come on by whenever I'm here all day today. And the dude shows up and they back up. So the way that the, 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 the zoo is kind of laid out is that it's, you, you come in, right? You like get your tickets. Yeah. And you walk straight in, and the front row is kind of like, like uh, vendors and like souvenir shit. And then yeah. in the back, it's a tiny zoo. And then in the back, there's like a dome. You know, like remember like the the monkey bars. Yeah, like the domic ones. Like a, like a dome monkey bar, but uh, it's a pit, and then a dome monkey bar with like another layer of mesh for protection, so you can't fall in. And it's a lion's pit, and in the back there's like a little ramp that you can get you can get down in case you have to bring something in, right? Right, right. right. So this guy comes with this truck, and this, it's a big, you know, like they, the trucks they carry horses in. Yeah, it's it's like that, but bigger. And they're getting in there, and there's a bunch of guys with like cattle prods, like hitting the not hitting the lions, but like shocking them to move. Like yeah, not like yeah, more like yeah, like oh okay, like okay, like, okay. Get, like get going, like yeah. not like, quite get your ass moving. What's that? Like, get your ass moving. Yeah, like, a little more ye and a lot less haw. I, oh, I totally get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and the guy's like, oh my god, I'm so happy. Thank you so much for the lions. I can't believe I have lions. And the guy stops me, he's like, watch your fucking mouth, buddy. And Tim's like, I'm sorry? He goes, watch your fucking mouth and you're talking about these lions. These lions aren't yours. You're borrowing these lions. These lions are on retainer, much like how a museum borrows artwork. These shits ain't yours. And he's like, whoa, dude, chill. He's like, whose lions are these? He goes, these lions 
belong to the state of Washington. And he's like, all right, all right. So they're lines up along to the state. That's fine. Whatever. Great. Good. And then as Tim's seeing this, he's kind of getting like a little frustrated, like, oh, what the fuck? And he's looking over and these lions are like really lazy. Like, really just lethargic lions. Just a mopey lion. Yeah. And he's like, well, if I'm going to have to take care of these lions, what's the, like, what's the deal? Like, they're all fucking lazy. They're all shitty. They're apathetic lions. And he's like, look, these lions. Shitty lions. (laughs) That's a great name for, like, a mixtape. Just a shitty lion. Yeah. Or, like, a band. Um, so he's so the guy's he's like, what's the fuck? What's the fucking deal? And the guy's like, look here, you motherfucker. And Tim's like, what's with this hostility? And he's like, fuck oh, you. Fuck. This is what the deal is. These lions, these motherfucking lions right here that belong to the state. These lions, these lions used to be uh, a motherfucking guard lions for the cartel on the border of Texas and Mexico. He goes. Texaco. <laughs> he goes, the the cartel used to feed the lions cocaine. Because what's scarier than a lion hopped up on coke? Not much. Yeah. So he's like, these lions used to just have coke running through their si- system almost 24-7 for just years rails. at a time. Just rails. Just, just not even rails. Not even gorilla fingers. Like, just, <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like, like fireman hoses of coke just inside these 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 lines at all times so they're burnt out they're like they're fucking like yeah like hey man like remember vietnam like they're that type of dudes <laughs> you know what i mean these yeah. lions these lion ass lions so tim's like all right chill he's like yeah motherfucker he's like you're gonna get these fucking lions and when we give you these fucking lions it goes once a month we're gonna drop you off food and we're gonna drop you off toys and shit for these apathetic ass motherfuckers to play with and tim's like okay when are you leaving and he's like soon bitch and like he finishes up and he leaves and tim's happy and he's walking around and he's like oh my god look at me Look at me. I fucking, I have something to call my own. I'm working hard on it. And then all of a sudden it hits him. He's got the lions, but he still has two places that he has to fill with animals. And he runs because he, he notices it. He's like, oh my God, this is the, um, um, what the fuck are they called? The fucking, like a sanctuary for birds. Like, uh, oh, um, like an aviary. Isn't, is that a, is that, is aviary like a bird sanctuary? I think so. Can you look it up? Yeah, hold on. Wait. Oh, I think I just opened Unity. God damn it. Aviary. An aviary is a large enclosure for confining birds. Unlike bird cages, aviaries allow for birds a larger living space to fly. Cool. Okay, so he has one of those, right? Okay. He's got an aviary, and he's like, well, I got to get some fucking birds. Some bird-ass birds. (laughs) Yeah. So he jumps back in his shitty 1992 Toyota Corolla with the donut wheel, drives back to Starbucks, and he's sitting there, and he's typing away furiously, and he's typing and typing and typing and typing, and after hours and hours of research, he's just, he needs that break again, and he looks up, and he sees someone who he thinks he knows leaving the Starbucks, closing up for the night. And he's like, who the fuck? And he puts the the laptop on the passenger seat 
And he opens the door and he puts a foot out and he stands up and he goes, Tim, what are you fucking doing? Get back to work. And he sits in his car and he shuts the door and he starts looking and looking and looking. And eventually he finds a guy who has birds for sale. He's got these little tiny uh, minor birds, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, birds. And he sees that he, the guy has – Birds uh, actually aren't real. Those are drones. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he has these he has these little minor birds for sale, right? And right. he sees that the guy has uh, he has five hundred thousand minor birds, and he's Holy selling them shit. for a dollar each. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, thank Christ!" He goes, "I ha- I have money left over. He's still got about five hundred. He's got five hundred thousand left over at this point, plus a little bit in his savings, right? Right, right, right. And but his savings is maybe like four hundred bucks, if that." And he's like, he's like, okay, cool. Gets the guy's number and bring, bring, calls him up. And, he, and the guy's like, hello? And he's like, hey, my name's Tim. And I saw on, on, on Backpage you have a listing for, for minor birds. I want to know if I could come buy some. And he's like, buddy, do you have any idea what time it is? He's like, I know it's late. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of an emergency. I kind of really need these birds. And he's like, all right, I live at peach tree and apple smith rogues corner junction of third and fifth right he's like can you meet me can you meet me there's a dunkin donuts down the road can you meet me there and I'll, we could talk about the birds he's like yeah man not a problem uh i actually my place isn't too far from that it's maybe like a 10 minute drive and the guy's like okay cool 10 30 and he's like yeah man 10 30 10 30 is all good I'll, I'll talk to you then click hangs up the phone right yeah. So Tim's happier than a pig and shit, and he drives home. He drives to the zoo, and uh, he's he's living in the uh, what's it called? It's like a like a souvenir booth. Yeah, he's got like a like, little like a gift shop. Yeah, it's kind of like a gift shop, but it's kind of like a kiosk outside. It's like a more upscale kiosk. Okay. And he's he's like got a little air mat. He's got his little futon in there, and he's got his little mini fridge, and he's eating like cotton candy and popcorn and shit from the zoo. <laughs> and. He's like, oh yeah, gonna get some motherfucking birds. Bow tomorrow, the next birds. Day, after after that, uh, he meets the guy and he's like, hey man, I'm. He's like, I'm the guy with the minor birds. He goes, ah, oh, great to meet you. He like shakes his hand and he's like really aggressive with it. And he's like, oh, it's so good to meet you. So good to meet you. My name's Tim. He's like, we spoke last night. He's like, no, I know you woke me and my wife up. He goes, we just had a kid. You know how hard it is to get the fucking kid to go to bed and you wake me and my oh, wife up. Fuck. I haven't had a decent night of sleep in almost a year and a half. This guy's got baggage, dude. And, and Tim's just like, oh, dude, I didn't mean, like, I didn't, I didn't mean any, any harm, dog. He's like, I just was trying to fucking, you know, network, make business transactions happen. And the guy's like, do you want the fucking birds or not? And he's like, yeah, 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 no, I'll take the birds. So much hostility for Tim. It's, he's just meeting the wrong people at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tim might be a loser, but deep down, he's a good guy. I think so, at least. But, so he's, he, he's he's saying to the guy, he's like, look, you have 500,000 birds. I have, I have, uh, I only need like maybe 10,000 of them. And the guy's like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. This is an all or nothing deal. And Tim's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's an all or nothing deal. You have to take everything now. And if you don't take everything now, then uh, it's no deal. You don't get anything. And That's so fucked. Yeah, well, the guy's got a fucking kid that he's not getting any sleep, and he's trying to make a little money on the side. He's trying to fl- literally a little money birds. on the side. He's literally, <laughs> he's literally gonna make five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, 
And if you had the opportunity to make five hundred thousand dollars, you wouldn't take it. Oh, I absolutely fucking would. Exactly. So, that being said, he's Tim's like, well, fuck it. What am I gonna do? Like, I'm here. I gotta take it. Like, I need birds for my place, and that's all the money I have left. I got a little bit of my savings, but what am I gonna do, right? Yeah. So. He gives the guy the money, writes him a check, and the guy helps him get the birds to the zoo. And he says, you know what? When I open up, tell your wife and your child that you guys can come in for free. Like, you're totally welcome to come in. Take a, t- I'll give you the tour. I'll give you the back behind-the-scenes tour. It's all good to go. And he's like, all right, okay. man. Thanks, I guess. And he helps him unload the birds. And there's 500,000 minor birds that are now inside of this man's... This man's uh, this man's zoo. He's got these lions, and he's walking. That's up a and fuck down. ton of birds. Yeah, Holy shit. And he's walking up, and yeah, but you know what? Birds are tiny, and it's a big it's a yeah. big aviarium. It's not like you're gonna see. You're gonna, you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be like, oh look, a yeah. lot of birds. It's not gonna be like there's a lot in one space. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So he's he's it's again he's walking up, and he's like, wow, we're gonna open and, and we're gonna open this Saturday, and it's like a Tuesday, right? Okay. And he's okay. he's like, oh my god. No, it's a Wednesday. That's right. It's a Wednesday. I apologize. It's a Wednesday. And he's walking up and down. He's so proud. And he's he's naming some of the birds. Not that he's going to be able to fucking tell. He just, he's like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's Carlos. And that's uh, Francois. Shakira. <laughs> Shakira. Uh, there's Alicia Keys over there. Like, he's just kind of Kanye's going, right there. Who? Kanye's right there. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's going just all over. He's naming these birds. <laughs> And then he realizes that he has a huge aquarium section part of his 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 uh, zoo that he's yet to fill. And he's oh, like, "What fuck. the fuck am I gonna do? I gotta I gotta fill the, I gotta fill the, the aquarium." So he jumps in his shitty 1992 baby blue Toyota Corolla with the. D- yeah, hold on, hold on. Yo, yo, Preston. He's really getting a yo, fucking what's up? phone call. No, I, really I, can, I can chat for a sec. You can chat? Hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, just give me a sec. It's not going to take long. Just just give me a sec. Who, me? Yeah, you. Give me a sec. All righty. Yeah, you still got that itch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that Casey gave you. Yeah. What What else is going to make your dick itch? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, dude. Well, anyway, do you want to, like... Get coffee sometime this week. We haven't, like, hung out a lot. No, uh, Thursday doesn't work. What about Friday afternoon? Alright, Friday night? No, I can't, I can't that late have a party. Fine. Alright, alright, alright. I'll go a little bit late. Alright, we good? Real good? Alright, don't forget your rich cream. See you, dude. All right, I'm back. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. So, where was I? Hold on. I got to put my, my headphones back on. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> there we go. He was jumping in a shitty blue 1992 Toyota Corolla to get to uh, the Starbucks again so he could start typing away, right? And uh, he's on he's on Craigslist and he's like, I need aquatic life for... <laughs> I need aquatic life. <laughs> I need aquatic life for my motherfucking zoo. And he's sitting there and he's typing away and he's like, he, again, like I said, he's on, he's on, uh, he even went on MySpace. He's on 
Craigslist, Backpage, Facebook Marketplace, Let Go, Offer Up, <laughs> Let Go, <laughs> 4chan, Reddit. Uh, he's he's really needs this aquatic life. He's like, help me, help me, help me, please. And after just pouring energy and time into the computer, he's like, I fucking need a break. I need to stand up. So he takes the computer and he sets it down and he gets out of his car and he takes a stretch and he lights a cigarette and he... And he sees somebody who he thinks he knows locking the door for Starbucks. And this is the third time this has happened. And he's like, you know what? I got to say something. And he starts walking up and he goes, excuse me. And he, the girl who's locking the door kind of jumps a little bit. And she drops her keys and he's like, oh, hold on. Stop. He goes, you just, I thought you might have been someone I know. And she looks up at him in the same way that she's seen, he had seen her look up at other people in his life and it's the same girl that more or less he was trying to run away from and he is the first time he's seeing her in a very long time and he looks at her dude he's like hey have you been she's like i'm good i'm good what's new well you know i moved here a few years back and trying to you know work and buy a home and i've been dutch I got a zoo. I'm good, John. I'm good. <laughs> He's like, I, I own a zoo now. What's what's new with you? And she's like, Oh, me and my 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 boyfriend, we moved here about six months ago. And he goes, Oh, that's it's good to hear. She goes, Yeah, but I guess the move was a lot on him, and we split recently. He's like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. She's like, Yeah, you know, it sure happens. Sure he is. And he's just like, well, something in the back of his head said, I, it's either now or never. You ever get that feeling? Like, it's like, I got to shoot. Yes. And, and he's just like, you know what? I don't know anybody here. And from the sounds of it, the only person you know just left you. Why don't we meet up sometime? She, he, is this where you're working? She's like, yeah. It's not as glamorous. Sliding as into Starbucks DMs. Well, I mean, it's it's now or never. And she's just like... Wait, can you ask me a question? Yeah, sure. She a thought? Does she breathe? I, I don't know. You're the one telling the the I joke mean, here. Is she not conversing in a manner? Yeah, that would that would imply breathing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that doesn't answer my question. You you know you know the answer. If she breathes, you know what the answer is. Oh fuck, you're right. Uh, so dirty. So he's like. She's like, you know what, Tim, I'd, I'd really, really enjoy that. And he's like, well, you know what, why don't you meet me at the zoo tomorrow? He goes, meet me there at six, six in the evening. I'll, I'll, I'll take you through. And Tim, all elated, kind of like this weird, happy smile on his face and this just this this fire inside of him, I guess, is the best way. Like kind of not in your stomach, but not in your chest. Uh, it definitely wasn't heartburn. Um <laughs> He, he gets back in his car and he just kind of closes the laptop and goes home and goes to bed. And he wakes up and goes to work, gets out at 4.30, comes home, showers, and kind of does this whole... He's been fucking with the lighting of the place. And he has this uniform that he was going to wear that's like a an old-timey circus type of get-up for when the, the, the zoo opens. That's kind of cool. And... He 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 messed with the lighting so it doesn't say Tim Zoo. Uh, it's a big LED board. It says her name on it. 
Aw. And she pulls up. gay. And she, what? <laughs> so that's fucking gay. <laughs> so she pulls up and uh, the, the light turns on and it says her name with like hearts next to it. And he kind of like Willy Wonka walks out and takes his hat off and he's like, madam. <laughs> And she's like, "Oh, I, uh, I'm looking to, I'm looking for Tim," and she's like, "I think we might be able to find him." And they kind of just have this nice, like, leisurely walk through the f- through the zoo, and he's showing off the the minor birds, and he's showing off the lions, and they get to the aquarium, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm working on this. This is this is we're gonna be opening soon. Remember, this is Thursday at this point, right?" And he opens on Saturday or he Sunday. He opens on Saturday. And okay. And she's just like, well, I can't wait to see it. And he's like, I can't wait to see it either. And they're just going through. And next thing Tim knows, it's four in the morning. And he's sitting in his little, like, room shack thing with her. And they're talking and they're laughing. And it's like nothing has ever changed. And Tim just kind of looks at her. And he's like, I've needed this. And she's like, I bet you have. And he, he didn't want to say it. Everything inside of him is saying not to say it. But he looked her right in the eyes and just said, I've missed you. And she goes, you know, Tim, I've, I've missed you a little bit too. So the night wraps up. He uh, escorts her to the car. And they decide they're going to meet again tomorrow for dinner at a place that isn't the zoo. And Tim doesn't look into getting anything for the aquarium and Friday night rolls around and he gets swept up into this emotional minefield of just what's gonna happen next and just he feels like he's a kid again he just feels like he's an absolute kid again to the point where sorry good for him to the point where he's just he's he's put off the zoo He's, he hasn't gotten anything for it. That Saturday has passed. He blew a ton of money on, on advertisement that just was a bust, didn't open the doors. He wanted to spend time with his girlfriend. And two what months goes by. Sorry? What a loser. And two months goes by. This is the first time Tim's felt happy in a very long time. Cut him some slack. I guess you're right. So two months goes by and they're at a party and uh i'm sorry not two months three months three weeks goes by and she sits down with him at the zoo she's like when are you gonna open this place and he goes soon enough kid don't worry and she's like and then like because she just doesn't know how to flow a conversation she looks at him and goes tim what are we and tim goes god you know i don't want to have this conversation right now she goes no i know but we need to have it and he's like you know I don't like putting labels on things because once you put labels on things, they become real. And when things become real, that they, they, they fade away. They break. They die. If something's not real, it can't die. And he's like, and she's like, I know, but Tim, I need to know if we're together or not. And he goes, We are together. Why do? Why does it need to have a label? Why does it have to be a thing? We're we're always together. You know more about me than anybody else. Why do we need to have a thing? You're obviously my companion in some sort. And he starts getting a little defensive and the, the, the conversation keeps continue, keeps progressing and progressing and progressing to the point where she starts crying and they leave. They make up a few days later, but about two months later, the two of them are at a party, right? And Jesus. This is five months removed from the planned opening. No, no, no. It's only about three months. It was about three weeks after. Oh, three, And then this yeah, is two yeah, months. Yeah. And they're at a party – and all of a sudden, 
she kind of turns him and she's like, hey, Tim, can I talk to you? And he's like, yeah, no problem. What's up? She goes, come over here. And she's like, look, this isn't going to be easy for me. So I'm just going to come out and say it. And he's like, what's going on? What happened? She's like, look, my my ex-boyfriend and I have been talking. And he's like, oh? And she's like, just calm down. We've been talking and we want to try to work it out. And Tim's like, what do you mean? We've been together for three months now. She goes, I don't know, Tim, have we? Have we really been together? He's like, the fuck do you mean, have we been together? She's like, I don't, I don't know, Tim. I think I just, this feels like what's right for me right now. Don't get me wrong. I, I care for you a lot and I, and I, I love you as much as I can, but there's still a lot of, uh, I need a lot of closure from, from my other, my other relationship. I mean, we were engaged. You were engaged? See, this is why I didn't tell you because I knew how you were going to react. And Tim's trying not to freak out. And as he's looking at her and he's looking at, at, at those eyes that always were so inviting, they've gone cold and they've, they've gone shallow. And he doesn't understand this feeling. He doesn't feel the warmth that he once felt from her. Now he feels that cold stabbing sting in his side again. And as he's looking at her, he kind of looks up a little bit and he sees the ex-boyfriend walk in and he goes, all right, I see how this is. So he leaves and he gets in a shitty 1992 Toyota Corolla with a donut wheel and he drives back to the zoo and he's, and he's, no, he doesn't drive to the zoo. He drives to the Starbucks and he's like, I need that fucking Wi-Fi. And he gets on and he's pissed. He's mad at himself. He's mad at everything he's ever done. He goes, I fucking put off my zoo for three months so I could fucking have three months of fun that was wasted in one night because nobody ever wants to fucking talk about it. And he's sitting there and he goes on Craigslist and he goes on Facebook and he, uh, Marketplace and he goes on Backpage and he's on 4chan, he's on Reddit, he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram and he's trying to find aquatic life. And he brings up that page again and he's like, I need aquatic life, please. And eventually he finds a listing from a man named Prickly Pete. It's XX, lowercase x, capital X, lowercase x, 69, Prickly Pete, lowercase x, capital X, lowercase x. And, it, okay. and it's typed out. And so it's, obviously the, this person is 12. <laughs> you would think so. Either that or is a very old account. And the message is typed out as, Yar, uh, I need be getting rid of some aquatic life. And he's like, why the fuck would you type like that? He typed in pirate Yeah, he speak? typed in pirate. He typed in pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely 12. He's definitely 12. So, so he, he's like, look, I need to, he, he sees that there's a number there and he calls up and you hear, hello, this is the office of Prickly Pete. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, and Tim's like, I'm sorry. He goes, this is the office of Prickly Pete. How may I help you? And he's, it's, it's a woman. And he's like, oh, I just need to speak with Pete. I see that he has some aquatic life on his, uh, on, on his back page, MySpace, John. And, She's like, uh, let me see if I can patch you through. One moment, please. And then, like, click. Click. Uh, yar. Um, sorry, Prickly Pete. Yar, this be me. Um, all right, Pete. Um, I see you have some aquatic life on your, on your listing. Yar. Um, I would like it. Yar. Meet me by the docks upon the morrow morning before... The sun is high up in the sky. So, like, 11? Yeah, sure. And he hangs up. <laughs> and he drives back to 
the zoo in his shitty 1992 baby blue Toyota Corolla with a donut rim and he rides back and he kind of sets his alarm goes to bed wakes up and goes to the dock now when he gets to the dock it's exceptional it's it's exceptionally foggy and he's just kind of walking and prickly pete on the phone said like meet me at pier uh meet me at dock 14 right so he gets to dock 14 and like the fog is getting thicker and thicker and he's just shouting and he's like hello hello prickly pete prickly pete x lowercase x capital x lowercase x 69 prickly pete 420 lowercase x capital x lowercase x hello Hello, Prickly Pete, lowercase x, capital X, lowercase x, 69, Prickly Pete, 420, lowercase x, capital X, lowercase x, are you there? And all of a sudden, Tim hears, yar. And he's like, oh my god, and turns around, and there's a man who's maybe like four feet tall and three and a half feet wide, like broad, right? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, what a fucking unit, dude. <laughs> with just <laughs> with just a beard, just this monstrous beard. This beard. He's that, speaking to Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got this huge beard, he's got an eye patch on one eye, a pirate hat. He's got this big, like, yellow rain slicker. Like, you know that, that fish sticks commercial? Yeah. Like he's got that on and like like these black pants and these big boots, but he's got uh two peg legs and two hooks for hands. Oh lordy. He's he's like an OG pirate. And <laughs> Tim just kinda like rubs his eyes and he goes, Can I presume that you're lowercase X capital X lowercase X sixty nine uh prickly Pete four twenty lowercase X capital X lowercase X? And Prickly Pete responds with I I B And he's like, Look, I just need some aquatic life. At this point, I'm at my wit's end. I just really need this for my zoo. I've put it off for many months. I'm opening tomorrow. And I need these... I need this aquatic life. And Prickly Pete goes, Yar, I think I have what you be needing. Why don't you turn around? And he spins around, and all of a sudden, there's a massive tank behind him, right? You following me? You with me? Yeah. Is it, like, on a truck bed, or...? No, it's just kind of there. And okay. he's okay. like, and Tim's like, is this what I think it is? And Prickly Pete's like, yeah, it, it be. And he's like, it's in here? And he goes, take a look. And he looks in and he goes, he goes, oh shit, dolphins. I'm going to get dolphins? Dolphins are like the second or third smartest mammal on the planet. They're the Lucios of water They're creatures. They're the fucking coolest. And he's so excited. He goes, and he turns around and he goes, Prickly Pete, I'm going to get dolphins? He goes, not so much. They be porpoises. He's like, what? Porpoises, they be, yar. Porpoises, yar. So, not dolphins. Nay. Nay, they be dolphins. All right, so how much do you want? I don't have a lot of money. I'm going to be frank with you, but if we could set up, like, a payment plan. No payment plan is needed for with Prickly Pete. Uh, I'll give you them for free. Oh, thank God. For free? Really? You sure? You don't want me to, like, do any weird butt stuff? Nay. <laughs> Not not for Prickly Pete. Not anymore, at least. Tim's like, oh, okay. Um, but there is a catch. Of course there's a catch. There's always a fucking... Okay, Prickly Pete, what's the catch? It's easier for me to show ya than... I, I'm slowly becoming Jamaican. It's easier for <laughs> me to show ye. And he's like, alright. So he takes his two hook hands and there's two seagulls that are uh, 
sitting there on the on like the it's like a like a wooden beam thing, and he yeah, takes yeah. his two hook hands and he breaks the necks of the seagulls. That must take incredible dexterity with two hook hands. He's he's a he's a pirate, my friend. I suppose you're right. And he takes the two and he just whoosh, breaks their necks and throws it into the <laughs> tank. The, the two birds, and you can see the 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 whole thing swirling around, and you can see that the water turns to what looks like blood, and there's a small black cloud that's forming above it as as it starts to thunder and lightning is falling from it into the water, and the porpoises are tearing apart the seagulls that were once there, and you can see the souls of the birds trying to escape out of the water, but the porpoises oh jump God. up and rip the souls in half and throw it back in, and they're just destroying it. And Tim just goes, what am I going to do at this point? I guess I'll take him. He goes, Yar, I'll even give you free delivery, but make sure you feed him before midnight. And Is he's it like, like gremlin rules? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, all right, we're, rock, we're rocking gremlin rules. And he's like, Yar. So he puts him there, and they're going to open up the next day, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, the next day. And he's he's looking around. He's walking around his zoo and he's so proud of it and he's looking at the minor birds and he's looking at the the lions and he looks at the aquarium and he walks back to his little stand that he's living in and all of a sudden he can hear something he didn't hear 10 minutes ago he hears what sounds like this you know when like remember when you were little and you could hear someone was like in the tub you could hear that slosh like the sloshing around yeah he can hear like a like a like a really heavy sloshing right and you're okay. like back and forth well wait wait what was it like it was like Back and forth. Okay, thank you for reiterating. Oh, no. Do, do you want me to do it a third time? I mean, just to be sure. All right. Back and forth. And Wonderful. uh he, he's like, what the fuck? And he checks his watch and he realizes that it's five minutes to midnight. Oh, dear. And he's like, oh, shit. I got to feed the, the, the fucking porpoises. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? I don't have any food. The food's not coming until tomorrow at three in the, in the latest. If I don't feed it, they're going to eat each other. That's what Prickly Pete said. They'll kill each other if I don't feed them before midnight every night. So he's like, what am I going to do? 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 Oh, that's right. They like the seagulls. I have 500,000 minor birds. Nobody's going to notice 499,990 fucking eight minor birds. So he runs over to the minor bird aviarium and he grabs two of them, breaks their necks, and he checks his watch as he's just getting to the to the to the lion's cage, right? And he gets to the lion's cage and he looks at it and he goes, Well, there's two options I have right now. I can go through the lion's cage or I can go around the lion's cage. I got three minutes. If I go through the lion's cage, I'll most likely get there in time. While he's holding these two dead minor birds in each hand, right? And he's like, I'm gonna, there's, there's nothing I can do. I have to go through this. If I don't go, I'm, I'm wasting more time monologuing with myself. He's, he says, if I don't go through this, I'll lose the dolphins. My, my zoo will die. I'll have nothing to show for myself. I have to go through. I have to, there's nothing I can do. So he goes through and he, he's worried because they're lions, but then he remembers, oh, they're lethargic cocaine lions, right? <laughs> Cope lions. So he starts <laughs> just kind of like, do, do. Do, do, like sneaking through, right? Like, like comedic Tom and Jerry tiptoeing. Yeah, like he's he can't see <laughs> him acting it out, and he's yeah. he's tiptoeing, and just he continues to move, and then he's he checks his watch, and he's got two and a half minutes, and he's like, oh hot fuck, and he sees right by the door to exit, he'll have enough time to get out, but right outside or right by, right in front of the door is this big 
like six, almost seven feet tall, standing up, black, just black mane, just big scar. Like, it looks like Scar from The Lion King. <laughs> just like the, the badass evil one that no one fucks with. But, on, but like, times 20 and then on coke. But, oh like, burnt out. The Mike Tyson of the lions. Mike, oh, my God. The Mike Tyson <laughs> of lions. And he's sitting there, and he's looking. And he's looking at these lions, and he's like, with, with two minor birds, one in each hand. And he's going, what am I going to do? He goes, it's going to take too much time. I'm not going to have enough time to get out of here. If I go around him, I'm going to have to walk over him. And he's, he's, like, he's literally he's shitting, he's shit in his pants. All right, there's a little shit in his pants. He's not, a, he's not ashamed to admit it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's got a little shit. He's a little... I mean, we've all been there. You wouldn't shit your pants through some fucking lions that were all coked out that you had to go walk over fucking Scar? Hell yeah. This isn't Madagascar, my friend. This is fucking, like... like it's life and death. This is the HBO version of Lion King he's in front of. You know what I'm saying? So, he's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna have to do it. And he picks up his one leg, and he extends his leg over the lion and he's kind of shaking and shivering and there's shit in his pants and he goes and he he puts the other foot closer and closer to the ground and eventually he touches the ground and as soon as his foot touches the ground and he's almost straddling the, straddling the line you hear and the and and cop cars just start swarming in they're flying in there's cop cars there's SWAT cars there's FBI FIB LMNOP CSI Miami Law and Order SVU everybody's there right Dick Wolf himself <laughs> Speedweed everybody's there Marushka Hagate Ice Ice Tea Ice Tea Ice Tea's there everybody's there and out of like did you ever see those big like F550 trucks that they're like 10 feet off the ground and they got like four doors like, on each side. And they've got like eight wheels. Yeah. yeah. Some big fucking thing like that pulls up and this big black dude wearing like a shirt that he bought at the fucking Baby Gap gets out. <laughs> this super tight fucking this shirt. buff ass man. This, and this dude looks like he could bench <laughs> a smart car. <laughs> like this dude looks like if you were to take a 45 pound bar and put a smart car on either side he could fucking do it while reading the great gatsby like no no fucking problem like breath control on a hundred thousand like he would just sit there and fucking bang it out like a french horn. like you know this guy can a hundred percent through the fire and flames like guitar hero <laughs> yeah this dude understands rick and morty and writes fanfic that later becomes episodes <laughs> this dude is not only he's 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 what Joe Rogan aspires to be. He's the absolute unit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he gets out and he's got this this fucking super tight shirt on. His it's it's nighttime. There's helicopters. They're shining lights in on Tim in the the, the lion's den and you can see that like this dude his head is so perfectly bald that it glistens in in the nighttime like a vampire. Does he have a cool mustache? Yeah, of course he's got a cool mustache. He's fucking he's a fed. Okay. And and he, he pulls out a big megaphone and he goes, stop right there. You're under arrest. And Tim, just fucking annoyed and pissed off and done with the world. He's like, I'm trying to get my fucking zoo in order. I meet my girlfriend who wasn't my girlfriend. It was kind of my girlfriend. And she fucking leaves me for the same guy who's going to fucking probably beat her. And he's like, what the fuck? Why? Why am I under arrest? And the cop, the big guy who looks like he could bench a smart car, looks down and goes, for transporting minas across state lines for immoral porpoises. But you know who's not an immoral porpoise? Who would that be? 
Shane Ivers. Shane Ivers? Absolutely. You've probably heard his beautiful content on this show before. He makes our intro music, It's Feather Duster. If you want to get that stuff, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. But Vince, where can our listeners find the show? If you'd like to find the show, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Atomic Radio Hour. But what if they want to find you, Declan? You can find me on Twitter with my new fresh styling profile picture. Uh, you can find me at Declan underscore Bean. But how about yourself? If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at all capitals the underscore Boogans. Uh, but what I'd really like for you to do is not only follow us there, but I'd really love if you could follow us. Uh, on discord if you could join our discord uh we're always join the discussion please we're always having a good time we're always talking about something in there it's always a romp it's hopping it's happening it's cool um we don't really have anything special to say but we do have something to say and that's thank you for listening thank you we really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you subscribe and you like the video and you leave us a comment. Tell me what you like and what you don't like. Uh, also, uh, if you're listening to this on any one of the major streaming platforms, uh, thank you as well because we're available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, a lot of the big ones. I think we're on pretty much everything. Yeah, we're, we're, we're well represented. Um, we also have a Twitch. You can follow us, and there's going to be a link below to our Twitch. We're kind of in a weird period where we're trying to figure out who's going to do the Twitch. Special guest Kyle. Yeah, special guest it. Kyle's working on it. Uh, but that does, that's not to say that the two of us won't ever jump on it. Uh, but something else, if you if you like the show and you'd like to support the show a little bit, there will be a link to our Patreon in the description. You never, ever, ever have to give us money. The show will always be free. It will always be free. But if you want to help the show grow, you want to help us become a little bigger, a little better, uh, we really appreciate if you donated to our Patreon. There will be a link below. And one of the uh, perks of being part of the Patreon is that we shout you out. Uh, yeah, we would like to give a special thank you to Michael Mello. Sir, thank you very much. You paid for this. Thanks, Mike. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, other than that, do we have anything else we have to say? I have something important to say. Oh? This week, drumroll please, <laughs> happens to be the return of a fan favorite show, <laughs> Nuclear Family. I finished it. I made an Woo! episode and I did it and it's here and I hope you enjoy it. This is episode four of Nuclear Family. Please enjoy. The amount of work that Vince puts into writing and producing these is incredible. And uh, just really, really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Happy April Fools, motherfuckers. <laughs> today's very special episode of Nuclear Family. Jimmy is at the park with the fellas looking for something to do. No friggin' way, Big Mike. Jimmy, you have no clue what you was talking about. Man to man is definitely the strongest unstoppable. Mike, what are you, high? <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. You know I'm right, fellas. Tell him that man-to-man is the strongest unstoppable. I don't think you're anywhere close to being right, Big Mike. Yeah, I think the mistress is the best of all the unstoppables. Yeah, she's really cool.
Petey, Simon, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, King of the Fish. That's real cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Abby's right. What, you, what is he gonna do? Wait until low tide to attack? <laughs> well, fuck all of you. I'm so tired of you guys always shitting on me. Manta Man is the best unstoppable. Mike, you're wrong. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. Who do you think is the best then? Oh, it's so obvious. It's the Silver Shroud. Boo! What a lame character. The whole mistress of mystery crossover subplot love thing. Whack. Mike, shut the fuck up. You sound like such an asshole. Oh, boo-hoo. Who do you think's the best then, Abby? Captain Cosmos would kick the shit out of Manta Man. She has a point. Plus he has... Jangles, the moon moon monkey. monkey. (laughs) Simon, I knew you were good people. Give me a high five. Well, fuck all of you. You're always out to get me anyways. Mike, eat my ass. Fuck you, Jimmy. And fuck the Silver Shroud. Both of you, stop. Can't you realize that you're just fighting about fictional characters? Oh, Abby Simmons gets all defensive when I insult her boyfriend. I was, uh, uh, Abby's not my boyfriend. I mean, I'm not, I'm not her girlfriend. Wait, <laughs> Jimmy, I'm not? Whatever, you're a pussy anyway, Jim. Jimmy's not a pussy, you fat fuck. Yeah, remember that time you couldn't kill that rad roach? That was like two years ago, and that thing was like four feet long. <laughs> Jimmy the big old pussy smith. Mike, you couldn't even go near the lake when we all wanted to go swimming. That's not my fault. I don't know how to swim. Mike, I told you my brother and I would teach you. There's no need for that, Petey. His fat ass would probably sink like a stone. <laughs> Whatever, Jim. I might not be able to swim, but at least I'm not a big old pussy. If Jimmy's a pussy, then you're a supermodel. Well, if Jimmy's not a big old puss puss, he'll spend the night at the other end of the cul-de-sac and old man Carruthers' house. What's so bad about Old Man Carruthers' house? Abby, I heard that Old Man Carruthers' house is where super mutants come from. I heard that Old Man Carruthers' house is where the children of Adam were founded. And that if you just so much as look at the house for too long, you'll develop radiation sickness. Well, I heard that's where the Boogans lives. Oh, jeez, it sounds like a bunch of old wives' tales. Oh, no, Abby, it's the real deal. You can ask anybody. Petey's older brother told us a story that he heard from his friend George's cousins twice removed three times on his uncle's side's grandmother's sister. (laughs) That that house was built on an ancient burial ground and is infested with Nazi demons. Yep. And you're too much of a pussy to stay there the night, Jim. He is not. And he's going to stay the night in there, and I'm going to do it with him. That's right. I'm not a puss. Wait, what? That's right, Mike. You and the other fellas can meet us outside Old Man Carruthers tonight. After dinner, around eight. Wait, wait, Abby. Can can we talk about this? Eight o'clock. I'll see you lovebirds then. Wait, let's not not be too drastic. Deal, you monstrous glutton. Shake my hand so I know you won't back at us. Can we please just talk this out? (laughs) Abby? What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. He just gets me all frustrated. Yeah, no. I, I got that, Ab. But uh, we gotta spend the night there? Don't worry, Jimmy. It's gonna be a piece of cake. I'm sorry, Abby. Did you not hear the story from Petey's older brother that he heard from his friend George's cousin twice removed three times on his uncle's grandmother's sister's side about the Nazi demons? <laughs> 
Jimmy, we're going to be fine. It's going to be like a sleepover, but all Halloween themed. What's a Halloween? <laughs> Jimmy, meet me at my place at 745 so we can walk over together, and I'll give you a briefing on what's the plan. What a bit of hot water Abby and Jimmy have gotten themselves into. How will they get out of it? Let's listen to find out. Shall we? All right, Mom. I'm heading to Abby's house to spend the night. Mama, Pa, I'm heading over to the Smith's house. I'm going to spend the night. Hey, Abby. Do you think that maybe we can back out of this somehow? Come on, Jimmy. Don't be such a big chicken. If you back out now, Mike's going to hold it over your head for the rest of your life. Well, you're not wrong, Abby. Jimmy, I'm pretty cold. Well, that sucks. Why didn't you bring an extra jacket? Did, uh... Did your dad come back from that big trip up north? No, not yet. I'm not sure when he's going to be back. Oh. Okay. Are you all caught up on Grognak? I'm on issue 166, where Grognak eats King Pigulus and his tribe for disrespecting his boots. Oh, that's a really good one. In 167 to, like, 171, there's a great arc about how the Bat Babies are taking control of Lord Minotaur's mind and are taking over the Quimlar sector. Oh, that sounds real neat. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, look, there's Big Mike and the rest of the fellas. Large Michael. James. <laughs> I'm surprised that you even showed up. I could say the same about you. Okay, fellas. Petey and I wrote the rules on the back of this old book. And Big Mike had no influence over these rules, right? No siree, Bob. Rule one. Both parties must stay inside Old Man Carruthers' house until the sun comes up. Okay. Rule two. Both parties must stay together at all times for each other's safety. Rule three. My favorite rule. Whichever party wins, the losing party has to be the winner's slaves for the week. <laughs> what? Fuck you, Big Mike. My shoes need a good old spit shine. <laughs> Whatever, you big baby. Get ready to wait on me high in the foot. Whatever, you fat fuck. Jimmy, you want to get this over with? Yeah, let's go, Abby. Let us fast forward a bit to the kids inside the house. Oh, Jimmy, this house looks so untouched. Wow, it's really dusty in here. <laughs> no, well... Yes, but this looks so much like my old house in Pittsburgh. You had this much dust? <laughs> now, Jimmy, all this stuff, like this, this here. Abby, that's just a couch. Yes, it's a couch, but look at it. The color isn't all faded, and oh, God, the springs. The springs are still springy. Springy? <laughs> Come sit with me, Jimmy, please. Okay. Oh, like bouncy. <laughs> hey, Abby? Yeah, Jimmy? Are you scared? No, uh, not really. Why do you ask? Because you keep trying to hold my hand. Jimmy. What in the holy flying fuckity fuckity fuck was that? Jimmy, calm down. It's probably nothing. How do you know that? Don't you remember the Nazi demons? 
Jim, come on, let's go check it out. No friggin' way. Come on, stop. Stop what? Being such a scaredy baby. Are you for serious? <laughs> Do you not know whose house we are in? Old Man Carruthers' house. That's right, Old Man Carruthers' house. The house that was built on the gravesite that the children of Adam were founded in and super mutants come from. And oh yeah, don't forget the fucking Nazi demons. <laughs> James, how long have we been in here? First off, I hate it when you call me James. And secondly, I don't know, like an hour maybe? And how many mutated children of Adam Nazi demons have we seen so far? Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. Fine. I hate it when you're right. What do you want to do? Let's go exploring. And so Jimmy and Abby were off to explore Old Man Carruthers' house. The two of them got into every little nook and cranny they could find in this ancient abode until they finally heard a noise. <sighs> Abby, what was that? You need to relax. How are you so calm? Jim, I survived a nuclear attack. Jimmy. <sighs> yes, Abby? Are you scared? Yes, very much so, yes. Is that why you're holding me? I, uh, I am, uh... Kid, it's fine. Come on, Jimmy. Let's see where it came from. I think it was that way. Let's go check it out. Oh, alrighty, Ab. So there was Abby and Jimmy making their way to the door. That was producing the noise. Jimmy's heart racing. Abby's mind flourishing with the possibilities of what could be behind that door. As they opened the door, the two of them saw what appeared to be an old man, not quite laying down and not quite suspended in there, but was at a 45 degree angle, covered with a mixture that appeared to be black mold and flesh that had kept him there for an indeterminate amount of time. Holy fuck, it's a mutant child of Adam Nazi Demon. Where are your manners? Hello, sir. Hello. What the hell are you? The fuck did I just say? Oh, sorry, Abs, you're right. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I am Alan Carruthers. Are you the help? No, we aren't. May I ask a question of you? No, you cannot eat us. Jimmy, let me talk. You're making an ass out of yourself. Sorry. You take the reins, kid. What would you like to know, Mr. Carruthers? What is the date? You see, my television set went out some time ago. Well, what do you think today's date is? Most likely late October, early November, 2077, in the year of our Lord. Hey! Sir, it's well over 200 years later. The world as we knew it were attacked by nuclear weapons. I see. Did we win? The war, that is. Does anybody really win after war? So do you have any snacks? <laughs> God damn it, Jimmy. I'm hungry. Can I ask you something else? Sure. 
My... my family... Did they make it out? Are they alright? You don't recognize me, Dad? Oh, baby, Samantha. Is that really you? It's been such a time since I've heard your sweet, sweet voice. Abby, what the hell are you doing? Follow my lead. I must apologize, my dearest Samantha. You know my eyes aren't what they once were. Where have you been all this time? Hey, well, I went up north for some time to volunteer to see if anybody needed help after the attack. Bully for you, my sweet peach. Just like you always taught me, Pops. If I'm in good health, I might as well share it. Come sit down with Papa once more. Actually, I think I'm going to go to bed now, Dad. I've been traveling for such a long time. I just want to sleep in my own bed. Well, I certainly cannot blame you. <laughs> Alrighty. Good night, Dad. I'll see you in the morning. Do not let the bedbugs bite, my dear. Oh, silly me. It's been so long I forgot where my room is. Last door on the right was always been, my sweet Samantha. Thanks, Pops. Good night. Abby? What the fuck? <laughs> Listen, it's so hard for me to find people that are pre-war. People that might have shared similar experiences that I've had. And you've heard him. He's probably blind. Probably most likely can't really remember his family all that well. He's been staring at blank walls for 200 plus years. If I can see him for an hour once a week and we can just sit there and talk and if he thinks I'm his daughter I don't really see a downside to that, Jim. Oh. That's a pretty good idea. Samantha. Oh, Jimmy boy. Come on, let's go. I want to actually sleep in a bed that has springs in it. Wow. This room is just as untouched as the rest. Yeah. It's the same shade of purple as my old room in Pittsburgh. Jimmy, you... you sleep on the bed. But don't you want to sleep on a real bed? I slept on a real bed for years before, in the before time. But I don't believe you've ever slept on a real bed. Well, where are you gonna sleep? I'll sleep on the couch, it's fine. You sure? 100%. 100%, kid. Th thanks. Good night, Samantha. Night, Jimmy. The next day... Abigail and James met up in the living room, the room in which once people did live, and proceeded and peeked out the window to see when and if the fellas would gather. They thought it would be pretty funny if they would make them wait an extra half an hour. Hey Jim, before we leave, can you promise to keep this a secret between the two of us? Oh, of course, Abby. I don't need Big Mike being a fuck about this place. Yeah, kid, don't worry. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. You made it tonight. <laughs> Abby must have been fighting off rad roaches left and right. I knew you could do it, Jimmy. No, actually, uh, Jimmy killed a few of them before I even saw them. It was fine. You know, we really only saw, like, one Nazi demon. <laughs>
Yeah, and Jimmy's ugly mug scared him off. So this means that Big Mike is yours and Abby's sleigh for the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, come on, that wasn't serious, right? No way, Big Mike. Fuck you and fuck Manta Man. <laughs> Well, shit. You gotta be my slave too, Big Mike. Wait, what? Ah, don't you try to cheat me out of this one, Big Mike. Watch out, Abby. Big Mike will cheat you out of a deal the same way he cheats on his diet. Boy, oh boy, was that another riveting episode of Nuclear Family. We live, we laugh, we learn. And by the end of it, we can say that we are better people. Or can we? next time to see what wacky adventures Jimmy and the fellas get into. Just to be fair, I didn't, before we end it, I didn't come up with that joke. I originally heard it from another YouTuber. (laughs) This one's actually real. (laughs) That was my sister. I'll call her back. uh, uh, I'm leaving that in. I heard that from uh, Boogie2998. It's a video from like four years ago and I kind of made it my own. That's a Boogie joke? Uh, it's not. He didn't make it, but it's it's on his channel as the zoo joke. Uh, it's only thirteen minutes long, but you know how I am. Yeah. So, all right, guys, enjoy uh, Nuclear Family. I put a lot of love into this one. Uh, see you, bye. That's a wrap. Whew. Atomic, Atomic Radio, Radio Hour. Hour.